0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Vezes Hashem Shalom by a sheer number 159. We're going to talk about the pasuk in Mishlay, Kamayam punim el panim leva adam la adam," as water reflects face back to back, so one's heart is reflected back to him by another. And it is true that when um, your spouse, your husband or wife, is not talking to you in the way you want them to talk to you then to maintain that love and respect is not always easy. It takes hard work to maintain love and respect when you're feeling unloved or disrespected is not easy. Sometimes it could be very hard, but a person needs to know that that's usually the wisest course of action. It is true. We all want to be loved and respected. It is true that that's a basic and universal need. And it is true and it's understandable when a husband or wife is very hurt when the other one is not talking to them with love and with respect. But usually what happens is when you respond to that love, lack of love or lack of respect and you respond with an anger and resentment and animosity and hatred, it's likely to increase those attributes in the other person. Uh, will then increase the probability that we'll be on the receiving end of more of what we don't want however if we try to transcend ourselves and reflect sincere love and respect to someone who lacks those feelings towards us it increases our chances of receiving what we do want and that's the indian of panim. that's going to be talked about that talks that it talks about a mislay Rosalind Klisken discusses it in this book of marriage as well, that, you know, what do you see back to you when you look at a pond of water? A smile or a frown, it's, it's your choice. Whatever you wish to see, that's what you're going to see. And that is the secret of how you influence someone with more positive feelings towards you. The reason you choose to do this is a few reasons. Again, it's understandable that you're upset or hurt when your spouse is not talking lovingly or respectful to you. So you, it's understandable to say, why should I um, shower a kindness on that person who is very ungrateful right now? But number one is we want to live our life the way Hashem wants us to live it. And we want to choose love and respect It's not easy to radiate that love and respect to someone who doesn't send those feelings back to you. But sometimes life is not easy. Sometimes it's meant to test us. And sometimes with that difficulty, we become greater by passing that test. So that's number one. And number two is because it is a choice of enlightened self-interest. It is real self-interest. It is better for you to act that way. It's not that... People, you know, with their ego and they say, why should I shower love and kindness to someone who's ungrateful right now? Um, But very often it's in your best self-interest to do so. Because you act that way is most likely the way you're going to get what you want. Because causing pain to your spouse through words or through deeds create a negative loop. It's like an echo. It's like a boomerang that you'll send out what you send out and it comes back to you. And when you talk consistently in acting with love and respect, it usually will bring those feelings back in return at some point. And the question he asks, and it's a good question, but what if they don't? So number one is you have nothing to lose by trying. And another question people ask, what do you mean I lose nothing? Don't I make myself vulnerable? Don't I feel now that I'm a shmata? that I'm being nice and I'm getting nothing in return. But the truth is, is that you're not vulnerable. You're acting in an elevated manner. You're raising your spiritual letter level. You're speaking in the language of your neshama. And even if presently you don't get from your husband or wife what you wish in return, the oitzer, the treasure that you got from the very fact that you're acting this way is a treasure forever. First of all, it will change your personality that will benefit you in this world, in oylem But But you will regain ruch treasures as well. Um, because when you increase resentment and bitterness, you make yourself vulnerable to all types of... Emotional illnesses and spiritual illnesses, when you act badly and react badly towards your spouse, you're creating that loop. You're increasing that loop of negativity. While if you increase your love and your respect, whether you feel your spouse deserves it or not, um, you are strengthening yourself. And you're increasing your own emotional independence. You're saying to yourself, I don't need... um, Others to feel good. I feel good about myself from my neshama, and that's why I am giving of myself. And even if the other person does not change for the better, you are matsliach. You wanna you want a tremendous victory. You accomplished a tremendous thing. And um, the truth is, it's not just outwardly. You have to try inwardly to work on those patterns that will decrease your feelings of bitterness and resentment. And so if you talk in in the right words, but inside you feel that resentment, it won't always work as much. You have to work internally to try to be more loving and caring. And usually over time, it does reciprocate. And that's with the truth, with the vast majority of people. Mass majority of people who right now may not be acting loving, who may now may not be acting respectful, the mass majority of people, if you start being loving, irregardless of that, and elevating yourself that way, usually it may take a couple of days, it may take a couple of weeks, it may take a couple of months, it may take a little longer than that, but ultimately there will be a reciprocating factor. When, and when it doesn't happen, you nevertheless change yourself and transform yourself to become a happier more loving person you'll be happier sai and sai in the next world and the question is how do we do that how do we create love and respect for another person if those feelings don't come spont spontaneously what can we do one of the answers is is to focus on the positive qualities and virtues of the other person. I'm going to bring here an anecdote of, um, that Rabbi Zellig Pliskin brings down in his book on marriage. I heard a beautiful lecture from Rav Weinberg, Rosh Hashiva of Esha Taira, based on the theme, Love is the pleasure of seeing the virtues of another person. I was single at the time and felt that uh, this was going to be easy for me. I tend to see the good in people and was certain that when I got married... I would automatically see the good qualities and traits of my spouse. When I met the person I chose to marry, I saw so many positive qualities that I was even more certain that I could always keep focus on those virtues and that my positive feelings would keep growing. About four years after our wedding, when cleaning for Pesach, I found notes that I had taken during classes, and I came across the sentence, love is the pleasure of seeing the virtues of another person. To me... Right at that moment, this was not at all the same sentence I had written at the time of the class. At the time, I felt a great sense of anticipation for the future, and I was dedicated to putting this concept into practice. But now, I found that I was largely focusing on the mistakes and faults of my spouse. I kept thinking about what I didn't like and what was annoying, and this sentence hit me now like a slap in the face. The idea had made total sense to me when I first heard it. Now it made even more sense. But with experience, I knew that it wasn't going to be easy and automatic as I have thought. I kept repeating the words, positive qualities, when I saw and thought about my spouse. The traits of honesty, dedication, hard work, integrity, responsibility, and dutifulness would immediately pop into my head. What did my spouse do for me? Literally thousands of things. Whenever I needlessly thought about what wasn't done, I quickly asked the question, what am I grateful for? And I acknowledged that I have a lot to be grateful for. What does this do for my marriage? A lot. I now tell you that I tell this to other young couples. I tell them to write this idea on a piece of paper and to put it into the this way they will remember it at a time when they are more open to committing themselves for f- following their resolutions. Another anecdote, my spouse and I get along quite well. I didn't think neither of us had to do anything special to improve our relationship. As a saying going, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But reading about how major companies constantly try to improve their products and services, I realized that even though we don't have specific problems, we probably could enhance our lives together. I made a list of five qualities I most admire in my spouse and repeated them at least 10 times a day. I was surprised how much this increased my positive feeling. Now, I know that for most people, it's a lot easier to focus on their complaints about other people in general and their spouse in particular. So you're building basically a database of resentment. And it's very often people do that in marriage. They repeat to themselves over and over again what they dislike about their husband and wife, the distressful things he or she said or did, and the list keeps growing, and they build up resentment. And then they talk and act in ways with more negative words, more negative behaviors, and the list gets bigger and bigger. And one etza a negatis, to fight this, is to build a positive database about your husband, about your wife, to write an appreciation list about the positive qualities, what your spouse says and does that you do appreciate, write it down, re-read the list, build the list, keep it growing, and so on and so forth. It is very, very important to do so. I will end up with end, end this particular um, share with this particular anecdote that's brought down in the book. I heard once my father, uh, a father bless his son who was about to get married. I bless you that you, you and your wife should always see each other with the eyes of a shatchen. A always sees good in every potential chassan and kala, whether the motive is uh, is the pleasure of making the shidduch or getting the professional fee. A shatranoi is an artist at seeing virtues. No virtue is too small to magnify. No fault is too big to minim is too, no fault is too big to minimize. In order that you make a joyous and harmonious marriage, may you both do the same. A shatchan once approached a young man and said, I have a wonderful suggestion of a young lady who would make a fantastic wife for you. That sounds good, said the young man. Who is she? As soon as the shatchan mentioned her name, the young man exclaimed, you just made fun of me. Of course not, the shatchan said defensively. What objections do you have? She's blind, said the fellow. So the shatchan said, that's a virtue, not a fault. She won't see what you are doing and how you look, and she won't have complaints of you. If she, f- if you fix and paint something and it's not a perfect job, she won't notice it. But she's mute, the young man said. That's another virtue, said the Shatran. She won't say anything to you, and you won't have to listen to her talking nonsense. She certainly can't yell and scream at you. She has an awful limp, said the young man. That's also a virtue. If you want to leave the house, you won't be able to, she won't be able to run after you. She's hunchback," complained the young man. Well, you're not perfect either. You would be married by now if you were. You should really be able to tolerate one little fault, which is trivial compared to all her other virtues. Now again, some of this is with a sense of humor, and of course there's some realism there, so it's not meant to be taken literally. But the concept, though, has a lot of truth to it, where, especially in marriage, where it's normal and unfortunately the tendency to build up negative lists, to focus on the negative stuff, because of just simply being human. And instead we have to counteract that to create that mayim punim, Elm impunampunem that we talked about in the early part of this year, and to build that database of positivity, of creating lists of things that your husband or wife does do right that they do do beautifully, that they can, that they have the potential to be even better with, and bring that whole list with you and keep on letting it grow and read it and rewrite it and build on it. And if both husband and wife do that for each other, it's certain that they will have a wonderful marriage and a wonderful relationship, even with the flaws that they may have. It's okay to have flaws. But by doing so and focusing on the positive, they'll have a wonderful life together. Have a wonderful day.